At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Blogging Theology. Today, I'm delighted to talk again to Dr. Musharraf Hussein. You're most welcome, sir. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, Paul, and your wonderful audience. Welcome, Assalam. Good to have you back, sir. For those who don't remember or don't know, Dr. Hussein came to Britain from Pakistan in 1966 with his parents to the Yorkshire town of Halifax, where he memorized the Quran, learnt Tajweed and basic Arabic. After completing a degree in biochemistry at Aston University, he went on to gain a science doctorate. He worked as a scientist until uh, 1990 and then decided to dedicate himself to serving the Muslim community. And in 2009, uh, he was awarded an OBE for his services to community relations in Britain. And in 2019, he was awarded the Imam Wal Amal Special Award by the Muslim News for his translation of the Quran, which is, uh, that's his translation there, a fantastic translation. Uh, today, uh, Dr. Hussein will be discussing a fascinating topic, which is this. Scientific findings about the natural world are supported by the Quran. So why is that significant and why does the Quran describe the natural world so frequently? So it's over to you, sir. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Um, Paul, uh, you know, we in the West often think that science uh, and religion uh, are at loggerhead. And this is not the case with Islam and science, with Quran and science. They are not at loggerhead. In fact, there is a harmony, a unity of purpose for the godly mindset, the one that really wants to understand this amazing world creation around us but at the same time wants to know what is the purpose and meaning of my life and so science is an attempt really to explain to investigate and to find out how the natural world works for example when i was um, doing my phd uh, my uh, aim was to actually understand and investigate and find out how the glucose molecule, you know, the important molecule in your sugar lumps, how does this molecule actually lead to the beta cells in your islets of Langerhan inside your pancreas? How does it make those cells uh, stimulate them to release insulin, the most important hormone that actually determines your metabolism, life and death hormone, actually, so important. So how does it do that? So my aim was, to, how does it work? I was interested in the mechanism. That is what science is about, trying to discover how this amazing creation of God actually works. That's what it is about, really. It's understanding helps us to better understand the world which Allah has made for us. So there is a harmony between our religion 
and between what science uh, discovers. The Quran, of course, isn't a scientific book, nor does it claim to be. What it teaches about the world is accurate scientifically. And I'm going to give you an example in a minute. Yeah? It's a yeah. book about God, nature, human life here and in the hereafter. And, you know, when it so science is about mechanism, how and the processes of physical and living things, whereas the Quran deals with meaning and purpose of life. Science right. is the how the Quran tells us why. Yes, Paul. Right, right. Yeah. So that's an important distinction, isn't it? So science it tells us how how things work, the mechanisms investigating the, the connectedness and the causality of things. But the Quran tells us the purpose, the meaning, the why of creation, why why anything exists at all and, okay. what, our, and what our purpose is. Well, look at this, Paul, look at this um, Surah Yunus. Surah Yunus or Jonah. Surah Yunus begins with this um, question. You know, God asks, why are people surprised that Allah sent the revelation to human beings? And then it's, what does it do? Abruptly goes on to show Allah is the creator of the universe, the sun and the moon, the two heavenly bodies. Now, what I want to share with you here is just, just look at, you know, this is where what so-called the miracles of the Quran appear for example you know after saying this the quran says well look it is your lord who created the heavens and the earth in six days and then turned to the management and the running of this amazing world okay mm -hmm. and then to him you will be returning and then what did it, what does it go on to do it you know, Allah says that it is he who made the sun a glowing star whilst the moon is a reflective light. Wow. Subhanallah. You know, now by using these two different adjectives for the sun and the moon, you know, we see this amazing Quranic accuracy and which people will then say, ah, you see, this is the miracle of the Quran. This is the scientific Quran. And of course, that's what it is. You know, it is he who created Sun Dayaun. Dayaun is in Arabic, Daya is any uh, luminescent or incandescent um, thing. For example, the candle glows, okay? It mm -hmm. produces the light right uh the the bulb you know when you turn the light on the electric then heats up the tungsten uh, filament and it lights nowadays of course we've got much more modern uh, um, ways of uh, than the old filaments but it glows it produces the light okay but when you put a mirror in front of it what does the mirror do the mirror merely reflects it Okay, and that is called nur, you know, reflective light. So Allah calls the sun the aun wal qamara nura, and the the moon is this reflective light. Now that accuracy, you know, you might. Uh, What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat. Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket. Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I, I'm sure the astronomers and the people in the t- 7th century had no clue, you know, whether the yeah, sun was... You, you wouldn't actually, if you were just standing in the desert today or in the 7th century, you looked up at the, the sky and you saw, yeah, you saw the sun shining and then maybe at night you saw the moon shining. And so you, both of them are giving off their own light, you could conclude. But what the Quran is is say, what, no, what one is its own light, emitting its own light, the sun, the other one is reflected light. And that's a very subtle distinction that's not obvious if yeah. you just take away our modern awareness of the facts. If you just go back to a more phenomenological perspective, you would yeah. perhaps think they were both emitting light independently of each other, but actually the Quran uh, gets that distinction quite accurately. You know, and what do you say? You just say, subhanAllah, glory to God. Mm. <laughs> and so, and it goes on to say, and who precisely determined its phases, the phases of the moon. You know, this idea that, you know, God throughout the Quran is showing that I am the creator, the sustainer. I am the Lord. Okay. I am in control of this world. I know what's happening. I am absolutely in control. So he says, precisely determined its phases of course we know that you know the moon we know takes 29 days 12 hours and 44 minutes and 10 seconds to do it uh, oh, you, you know, know that. Well, I didn't know that. Okay. No, it does. I mean, that is, well, Paul, Paul, you know, the Jewish astronomers back in the mid- med- um, medieval time knew this. It was well known, and that is how they used to calculate their their, their n- 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 new months. And and right. the Muslims obviously used that. That's called the birth of the moon. So that you, if you know that, you know, well, we know that formula. From that, you can calculate exactly when the next moon is going to be born and so on. Anyway, that's a very, but, but you know, the, the Quran is so precise. It's who precisely determined its phases so that you might calculate the passing years and keep time. SubhanAllah. Yeah. So Allah did not create all that except for a clear purpose. Mm. Allahu Akbar. And I think that is where, you know, we see this, um, this merger of science and religion, revelation, uh, and 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 uh, uh, observation, reasonable thinking, coming together for this amazing purpose, so that you know we human beings may understand that you know there is this amazing relation, not a dichotomy. You know this is really what we've got to challenge. Uh, you know there's something weird about Western way of thinking. Everything is binary, and there yeah. has to be hostility. There has to be conflict. Yeah. 
we always have to have of course we know there is god and there is shaitan you know there is good and there is bad but you know to always create those where there isn't that dichotomy is actually a very foolish and a very satanic way and this of course it smacks of not accepting diversity not being inclusive and i think that's the, the that is what it smacks anyway it goes on to verse 6 of surah yunus which i'm reading is in the rotation of day and night and in what allah has created in the heavens and the earth there are surely signs for people who are mindful and this is really interesting you know mindful about their purpose of life and mindful about the intricate reasonable and amazing complexity of the universe really yeah no? mm-hmm. so i i see that you know the quran the significance of revelation really lies lies in the in in, in this that it it's life changing mm-hmm. it's teachings and its solution to human misery okay it gives us a sense of morality and a purpose really that's what i think what ma- is is what makes it so special then mm. mm. okay you know there is a the, the other point that you know the quran keeps on reminding us and and that again brings us to the idea of science uh, and um, religion is 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 this that you know allah is the creator who created this universe from nothing okay mm-hmm. and again this is something which is uh, uh, very scientific nowadays you know the, the idea of the big bang the idea that the world came from this nebulous gaseous state uh, <laughs> which is again mentioned in the quran in many places and obviously perhaps on another occasion we can go into those depths of w- what it talks about um, but here you know allah almighty is the creator of everything this suggests that the creation does not necessarily have to exist it is contingent it is dependent and reliant on the creator yeah. i mean i know you're a philosopher paul and and you will see that you know god is independent the world is dependent yeah. the world is contingent you know everything depends for its existence on god on allah subhanahu wa ta'ala interrupt you there's a an amazing statement there which is not really appreciated today for understandable reasons the idea that god created the universe at, at a certain point i was going to say in in time but of course time presumably was created at the same moment as the universe space and time together but until the 1930s in the scientific community it was usually assumed that the universe was eternal they didn't really have a beginning and the idea of the big bang uh which developed uh in the 1930s and so on was initially dismissed as an absurd idea and that's where the word the, word, the term big bang is is meant to kind of mock the idea that the universe came about in 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 one point um uh, but the universe was seen as basically eternal that was the standard model so when the quran claims that the the universe was brought into being this this went against the scientific consensus at, mm-hmm. at that time in the past but the crime has been vindicated obviously since then we now know because of the you know the expanding universe because the universe is expanding yes. obviously we can reverse that process and essentially go back in time to the point when the universe was a singularity before mm-hmm. it you know came apart and expanded and that of course is is mentioned in the Quran as well so the Quran was ahead of science actually absolutely um <laughs> until the 1930s and it's been confirmed by science yeah. remarkably we don't, we don't know we just take it for granted the universe had a beginning yeah. but that was not the the wisdom until you know about 100 years ago 
And, and that is the beauty of the Quran, that the people who it was talking to, the Bedouins, <laughs> the desert people who had actually very little understanding of astronomy or uh, or these sort of scientific realities, um, they uh, they would also be able to understand the way it was presenting it. What it said that it said that the earth and the skies, okay, meaning the planet and the space were all one and then God split them open, okay? Mm -hmm. And it, it word, uses that word of splitting asunder, uh, yeah. you know, uh, actually breaking them up. And that is where this, this idea of the Big Bang, uh, and, and of course now that's a, a, almost a unanimously accepted yeah. idea now, yeah. because there's it's so much new, evidence for it. idea in science, in his, you know, in terms of the history of science, it's a relatively new idea, but, it's the, it, but it was, it's clearly taught in the Quran, and thus the Quran uh, vindicates uh, uh, the truth. I think you're, you're referring to, isn't it, um, the, uh, chapter Surah 21. That's Don't right. the disbelievers know that the heavens and the earth were joined at one time? We split them apart and yeah. made every living thing from water. Won't they believe? And this thing about, there's another extraordinary thing, made every living thing from water. I mean, yeah. if you're on the desert in Saudi, in, in Arabia, I was going to say Saudi Arabia, in Arabia, um, in the seventh century, it's not obvious that living things are made from water. And yet we now know this is the basic constituent of all living organisms. Another remarkable, inverted commas, scientific miracle of the Quran. Yes. And so, you know, this is the difference between the creator and his creation. One is eternal, the other is uh, dependent, finite. Uh, so, and this is what is mentioned in Qul huwa Allahu ahad, Allahu samad, lam yalid wa lam yulad wa lam yakullahu kufuwan ahad. Say, he is Allah the one. Allah is eternal. Neither a son nor a father, none is equal to him. And you know that, that in itself is actually, um, you know, very pithy, short uh, uh, portrayal of the, uh, the the great Creator. You know, Ahad, the One, who is As Samad. You know, this infinite, eternal, independent uh, being. You know, who has no beginning and no end. Uh, who is Almighty. You know, and 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 has no uh, progeny, nor does he have. Uh, you know, uh, from who he descended from. He's, you know, he's almighty. So this is the doctrine of Tawheed, the oneness of creator. Allah does not need the creation. He's eternal. So I think, you know, the Quran is trying to give this very clear image of God, the creator. And then the speech is his divine revelation. So that's the other thing, you know. So religion is, of course, God communicating his will to humanity that's what religion is or islam is certainly it is god speaking and communicating his will to uh, and, and revealing himself you know when we talk about revelation what we mean is he's revealing his you know he's manifesting look this is what i am i have given you a purpose and i want you to be living you know uh, according to that yeah no? So, you know, so, so I, I think that there is this, the harmony of science and Quran, the harmony of uh, religion and, and, and um, what we discover in, in, in nature uh, is, is, is really uh, something that we should really cherish and, and relish and, and, and be really appreciative of. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. 
Okay. Um, if, well, one of the other properties of the Quran is not strictly to do with science. I'm just looking at Abdul Halim's amazing translation of the Quran published by Oxford University Press. And he makes this very tantalizing comment, just almost in passing, which I think is really remarkable. He's talking about the stylistic features of the Quran. This is in the introduction to his translation. He says, a central feature of Quranic style is contrast, he says, between this world and the next, each occurring exactly 115 times between believers and disbelievers between paradise and hell this has been studied in great detail and scholars have found truly remarkable patterns of contrasts angels devils life death secrecy openness and so on occurring exactly the same number of times and in this sense of balance in the text is impressing him. But but for me also, there's a sense that the way the Quran was revealed in, in over, over, over a couple of decades in very different circumstances, and yet you had this numerical balance between these opposites, these pairs, occurring exactly the same number of times. And this suggests a remarkable property of the Quran, this symmetry. Balance. So that's not a scientific miracle, but it, it, you know, it, it's kind of a numerical miracle, I suppose, uh, which is, is yes. mathematics, which is similar to science. It is, and, and there are many, many other examples of that, uh, you know, the, the number of times it uses the word day and days is really interesting. Oh, okay. Day is 365 times and days is 30 times, okay, wow. one, yeah. 30 days in a, in, in, in a month, 365 in a year. And recently a young man uh, by the name of Abdurrahman has really made another amazing discovery and we're actually working on that which yeah. is that uh, wherever the quran mentions the word insan human and nafs the self what uh, abdul rahman found was that from the beginning of, of the ayah to the word al insan to the first letter there are always either 23 or 46 letters now, explain why that's significant. Those uh, well, you know, and 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 he fa the, the significance of it that is that you know human beings have uh, twenty three pairs of chromosomes. That is, you know, forty six. If you double them or singly, it's twenty uh, pairs of twenty three pairs. And the, the and and this is actually been. You know, he, he sent me a document with more than 250 verses where he has counted this and I then had this checked out by a few people here, myself as well. And we did find exactly that. And wow. that in itself is, you know, you just begin to see how, <laughs> you know, and, it, and, and they occur from the beginning to the end in many different places in a large book like that. Mm. Who would sit there and count that they're going to put Al Insan after you know twenty three letters or forty six letters? Nafs. Mm. How you know? All I could say is, you know, these are miracles that Allah has put there for us mm. to for us modern people in particular, it's because I think the people in the past yeah they wouldn't have yeah because originally it was an oral oral revelation it was and then uh, they wouldn't know you know they wouldn't know 23 pairs of uh, chromosomes either and it just is as though you know the quran obviously we know it is for all ages uh, but these are you know really amazing quirky things 
which yeah. are have actually um and i, I you you seen i've used the word quirky yeah no and and i i really do mean you know that but in, in a way as though god is putting these things there for us to recognize and to challenge us you know to this so inshallah you know inshallah i hope to do i hope we could do a much more detailed work on the numerical patterns in the quran because they are significant as well um, but, but the whole point is really yeah. you know i think we shouldn't lose sight of what the quran stands for in itself mm. its own magic its own miracle its own powerful um way of impressing us uh, you know with its amazing teachings because at the end of the day you know if i can't be a better human being if i can't uh, overcome my loneliness if i can't overcome my uh, mental anxiety um you know through this book by practicing its teachings then what what is the value of it then okay mm -hmm. so i think it's really important to recognize that this is a book that actually changes people's lives mm -hmm. and i, I think the, the problem we're having here in the west uh, uh, paul is you know we have this view of anthropocentric um uh, faith uh, you know this notion that you know we humans are the center of the world we are the center of creation and and we are you know the reference point of everything and 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 of course you know the quran doesn't present us in that way it presents right. us as khalifatullah you know allah says inni ja'ilun fil ardi khalifa i will make my representative on earth okay mm -hmm. And we are re repeatedly called rep representative here. Very simply means a deputy, deputizing on the be on behalf of the Lord, and in in a way that's a huge honor. You know, you can't just imagine. You know, just it's just like a, you know, um, uh, well, obviously it's just like you know, you have the prime minister, and then you have a deputy prime minister, don't you? Uh, who would act in his place if he's not around okay uh, or a head teacher and a deputy head the deputy head would be there when that head teacher is absent and, and this is really a great honor a great status in itself and if each of us human beings actually recognize this i think we would feel we would have an amazing meaning to, it would add meaning to our lives a purpose to our lives really that look i've got this look at this amazing god's creation i am god's deputy this belongs to god and therefore i am his steward now i'm his representative here i should take care of this yeah. i should love this and it's serving me of course that's the other thing you know the whole world you know the quran keeps on reminding us the sun is there to serve you the moon is there to serve you to provide you those amazing romantic moments you know that light and of course it has many other purposes like if we didn't have it we wouldn't have the tidal waves and our seas would rot and and putrefy and, and you know it wouldn't uh, you know so they all have their own purposes as, as well there yes Mm. Uh, just uh, add, add to that. I mean, you're talking about our, our, our responsibility uh, um, to, to be the deputy to to care for the the, the world. But in history, uh, the discoveries of uh, Islamic science have changed the world. I just want to just quote uh, a few words from the Lost Islamic History by Faris Al Khatib, and it's a, mar a marvelous book. I do recommend people that haven't read it. Chapter five, he talks about the intellectual golden ages. And just the first paragraph is so important. 
The 9th through 13th centuries in the Muslim world mark an era of scientific, religious, philosophical and cultural development, the scale and depth of which had never been seen in the world in world history before or since. After its meteoric rise from the barren deserts of Arabia, this is where Islamic civilization began in the barren deserts of Arabia. Islamic civilization now encompassed many diverse cultures. You mentioned diversity, diverse cultures, religions, and intellectual traditions from Spain to India. In this realm, the previous accomplishments of distant civilizations could be brought together, compared and built upon to create a new golden age of scientific discoveries. Nowhere well, else in the world, sorry. Well, Paul, this is a very beautiful uh, description of the motivation and the encouragement that exactly. Quran and Islam, Islamic teachings gave exactly. to exactly. The, those young scientists, those astronomers, uh, those biologists, those uh, physicians yes. uh, to actually go out because they didn't have to contend with this, uh, you know, idea what is it for who is it what is it they actually they knew why we exist and i think that is a very crucial question science is not concerned with that really you know the study of nature leads to this uh, to a philosophical questions that are beyond the scope of science you know science cannot answer the question you know of why science wants to discover the engineering it, it wants to understand how this has been fashioned you know it, it wants to just look at you know the mechanism behind it, the processes behind it. It, it doesn't really, it's not interested in why, Jenna. And that is where Islam gave that answer to them. Once they were clear on that, they were free to do this amazing discoveries. In, and, and as you said, from 9th to the 13th century, just in four centuries, they were able to create a science that, of course, laid the foundations of our modern medicine. Of exactly our medicine. That, in, that last, in the last sentence, I'm going to read exactly the point he makes. The result was an ear which not only served as a bridge between the knowledge of the ancients, this is Greece and Rome, obviously, and Renaissance Europe, but also laid the foundation for today's modern scientific world, is the point you're making. And then he goes on to talk um, about uh, the Muslim contributions to mathematics in the golden era, astronomy. Uh, he mentions geography. Uh, medicine, uh, all, all of these were developed, they weren't just um, preserving the ancient knowledge, they were taking it to new levels of, of scientific discovery. And, th and this was then bequeathed to uh, the European uh, peoples at the Renaissance and led to uh, the modern world. So, yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, Paul, you know, I, I think by having these two um, important wheels, okay, and you know, science and religion, mm. reason and revelation, um, having God with us and God's creation, you know, our lives can actually are no, no longer divided now. We are not schizophrenic now. <laughs> and I think when we make that, we become schizophrenics, we become paranoid, we lose that perspective on reality. And, and these things help one avoid a faulty rejection, you know, um, of, of religion, okay, mm -hmm. which leads to this aggressive secularism uh, mm -hmm. and, and a faulty view of this conflict between science and religion. Mm -hmm. So we must focus on Islamic concept of reality as purposeful creation. And I think that is what we are told, reality uh, as the purposeful or, or the reality of 
this purposeful creation. And purposeful creation means I have a purpose, I have a meaning. You know, sadly, Paul, we see, we hear a lot about young people, uh, you know, committing suicide, uh, and and, um, and and others committing suicides. And and the reason always given by their parents or their relatives or friends or close ones is that, you know, they had lost meaning. They were they were distraught. They were depressed. They could not see meaning and purpose, okay? Mm -hmm. Because people have driven them to that state, really, yeah, no? Uh, so, you know, but Islam, on the other hand, is giving us this way humans must live a good life to get a paradisical life in the hereafter. And this yes. is the connection of this world with the next world, which again gives human beings a great hope, really, that, look, this probationary period of 80, 90 years that we are we are blessed with here is a probationary pe period. Mm. And then there is a continuation beyond it, you know, which is far greater mm. and far bigger in its scope and where human beings will have, you know, far more amazing powers, you know, of enjoyment, of delight uh, and of, of, you know, social interactions, really. Mm. Um, that is what the Quran is leading to. Uh, I'll, I'll share with you, you know, if you've got something to say, you know, something from Surah Al-Waqiyah, which yes. is really amazing. And it, it, it Paul, it, I, I think in, in many ways, this brings this whole idea of reason and revelation of religion and uh, and, and science. Uh, and, and really the way the Quran presents it is just amazing. Do you want to say something before I... No, it, it was just, it was just this, uh, I'm going to quote from the Quran, your translation, of course, the Majestic Quran, Guidance and Good News for the Mindful, um, from the same paragraph, uh, which I quoted earlier, the beginning of the universe. But it's just a verse at the end there, very powerful, verse 35. This is mm -hmm. 21. Everyone will taste death. We shall test you all with something good and something bad. And finally, you will be returned to us. And this sense of... Uh, being tested with something good, with good, so goodness, success in life, wealth, prestige, fame, is a test, obviously, a test of the person's humility and gratitude to God, but also with something bad, so are the trials of, of life, and there's plenty of those as well, but finally, you will be returned to us, is what you were talking about, the, the greater life yeah. the world to come, very powerful. And, and I think, you know, in, in that, Paul, the, the Quran mentions this idea that we will test you. We're going to test you with all kinds uh, of trials and tribulations and sufferings. We're going to test you that. Uh, and why? We, we, we're telling you this now so that you yes. know that after That's difficulty perfect. will come ease. After these hard times will come good times. It's yeah. preparing us mentally and also, of course, telling us, look, you know, you are a sentient being and you are free agents in many ways. Mm -hmm. Not completely, of course. We, we, we have, of course, our genetics which controls us and limits us. But, but on, on the whole, we have been given the freedom of choice. Mm. And that's what morals are, ethics are. You know, we have the choice of doing the right thing or the wrong thing, going to the right or to the left. You know, we, we have the right to, you know, we've been given that choice. So, and, and that choice gives us dignity. You know, that choice gives us the freedom. And that choice, so on the day of judgment, when Allah puts us uh, and says, well, um, um, Paul, you are to go to Ashabul Yameen. You are with the people of the right hand, Paul. <laughs> You're going to go into paradise. 
and yes. you know you would feel alhamdulillah thank you god that's amazing uh, i i did behave well <laughs> and and thank you for giving me that guidance which i i, I bowed to and i accepted and i followed okay so but you will feel look i i i, I have some I don't fully deserve it, but I, I did do something for it. <laughs> anyway, I was going to share with you, you yep. know, something from Surah Al-Waqiyah, which again, you know, so beautifully um, brings together, uh, you know, there is this idea of reason, this idea of revelation, of mm. Quran and science, um, and outward and the inward world. Just look at this. This is a passage from Surah Al-Waqiyah, where actually God is talking first about it, it, it takes us to the day of judgment where humanity will have to give account of how they lived this probationary period here. And then how God then talks about uh, we will divide humanity into three groups. Those who are going to be very near to me, the Muqarrabun, those who will be people of paradise and those who are people of hell. And then um, after mentioning that, you know, it describes how the poor people of the left hand, the hell, hellish people, will have a terrible time and how the people of Jannah will be delighted and enjoying themselves. It, it gives a beautiful portrait, but I'm not, I don't want to re read that now. But what I want to do now is, after mentioning that, the Quran, what it does is it tells us, well, are you not convinced? I'm going to convince you, the Quran says. Listen, you know, you know, and this is what it says. Allah says, "Nahnu khalaknakum falaula tusaddikun afaraitum ma tumnun antum takhlukunahu am nahnu alkhaliqun." You know, Allah says, "We created you. Why don't you admit this? Haven't you seen the semen you emit? Did you create it yourselves, or we?" are the ones who created it mm. we decree death will uh, that you know death will come to you okay um let me just read that from my, my, my translation rather than doing an extemporally uh, for you Jenna, uh, mm. which is we have decreed that death will end your worldly life nothing can stop us from that you know this is really amazing god again asserting his authority okay uh, from changing you and and we will change you and we will recreate you you know well your first creation in mother's womb so why do you not pay attention to these facts allahu akbar you know here as though the quran is telling us my goodness why don't you think about your own you know your own meager uh, and really uh, almost uh, you know, in um, you know this minute beginning of yours, um, one which you would even despise, you know. And then he goes on to say, "Have you not seen what you sow? Do you not? Do you make it grow, or are we the ones who grow it?" You know, here God is talking about the seeds, you know, which the farmer plants. Okay, and God says, "Well, okay, um, you sow sow it, but tell me who makes it grow." What do you do? How do you make that dead seed of wheat under the soil, you know, three inches under the soil? How does it come out? How does the stalk develop? How do those green, fresh leaves come out and then begin to produce the energy that we, which will then lead to the you know, production of those delicious cereals which will, you'll have for your breakfast? How does it happen? <laughs> Are you growing it? 
Allah, you know, that's a very deep question. And of course, nowadays, you know, as, as a biochemist, you know, we, 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 we can say, ah, yes, okay, the, the seed absorbs the water, and then that somehow switches on the DNA that then switches on the RNA, which then switches on the production of certain enzymes that then makes certain proteins and fats, and that leads to Oh my God! You know there is a hundred step, uh, you know, um, processes that are going on in that little thing, and God is asking us, uh, "Well, tell us, did you make that, or are the are we the ones who who then make it grow?" And, and some people think that's it because science can exp um, describe the mechanisms as you have the various stages uh, in that process. That somehow that explains it away that you have a complete explanation of it, but you've not even got, no. begun to scratch the surface yes. of why there is anything at all, why this mechanism exists right. and so on. There's so many layers of understanding and, and uh, that, that uh, remain untouched by that. And, and look at the Quran is asking that. Quran is yeah. asking that very that's, question. That's why atheists make a mistake. That they're, they're, They've narrowed their horizons to such a narrow, limited, um, uh, explanation. They think that is all of reality without appreciating the, the, the yes. depth and the wonder and the purpose and the meaning in it all. Mm -hmm. And so that they have a very shriveled, minimalist understanding. Yes. Well, if, uh, uh, let me carry on with Surah Al-Waqiyah. Uh, it goes on to ask another question then. Have you not seen the water that you drink? Do you send it down? Do you send down the water from rain clouds? Or yes. are we the ones who send it? If we wanted, we could make it bitter. So why do you not thank God? <laughs> Allahu Akbar. You know, it's really interesting. Water, of course, you know, again, you know, we know the, the, the rain cycle. We know that the, the winds evaporate the water from the sea, from the surface of the lakes and the rivers. And it, as those water molecules, you know, well, the water molecules, when they are liquid, are very close together. That's what liquid is. And they are able to flow and they are very close together and they are dense. But as, the, as they are heated, they begin to uh, get looser. You know, they become further away and you get the evaporation. Uh, you get the vapor and then eventually it rises, forming clouds. And then at the right temperature, they condense coalesce those molecules to form those raindrops and then but the question is you know are we the ones who send it down and then god said well if we made it bitter mm. if we added something to it what would you do and of course you know in in the 90s do you remember paul there was a, a big devastation in, in the scandinavian countries and in denmark in particular when we had the rain um, uh, uh, acid rain because you know, the powerhouses were producing too much uh, of CO2 plus the sulfur dioxide, which sulfur dioxide, as it rose and went into the clouds, <laughs> fell with the water, forming sulfuric acid, of course. Okay. And so, you know, and that destroyed lots of forests. Okay. So, so why do you not thank Allah? Mm. Have you seen the fire you burn? Did you make the wood or are we the ones who make it? So glorify the name of your almighty Lord. So, you know, the Quran is asking these questions and I think it's so beautiful the way, you know, the Quran is bringing nature, uh, the creation and the creator together here. Saying, oh, I just can't understand what's wrong. You know, uh, for example, you know, BMWs. Uh, I have a BMW, uh, Paul, mashallah, yeah, no? uh, and, and uh, uh, you know, uh, you just wonder at 
the engineers. And, you know, you just say, wow, what an amazing engineering guys these are. What an amazing engineers they are. What, what is, you know, the company, you, you just admire. I'm not sorry. I'm not showing off, uh, Paul, all right? <laughs> well, I know you're going with this. Don't worry. You're not boasting about your BMW. Don't worry about it. You know, it might be an old banger, okay? But just, just to, you know, just to admit how wonderful, you know, that engineering is. And, and you know, and, and, and these guys who made it are very proud of it as well. You know, and they know how everything in that machine works. You know, they know its capacity, its torque, how many miles it will be able to do, you know, per gallon, how many, uh, you know, how quickly it can speed up and all those sort of things because they are the ones who made it. Okay. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is drawing our attention to, look, this is my creation, you know. These cereals that you eat, I made them, Jenna. These amazing um, uh, apples and bananas you have, I made them, I know what's in them and what's good for you and what isn't. <laughs> Subhanallah. You know, the. let me just carry on with the yeah. Paul. You know, the Quran is carrying on with the, this uh, series of questions. Can, I mean, this is Surah Al-Waqiyah. And, you know, this is amazing, Paul. Every Quranic Surah has, uh, you know, is, is trying to convince us about the purpose of our lives uh, and how we should be heading and how we should really be remembering the hereafter all the time. We should never be forgetful that this probationary period of life is amazingly good. And it's God has given us all these provisions. But what should be in our sights, it should be the, the, the longer lasting, the more amazing, delightful life of the hereafter as well. We shouldn't forget that. Now it goes on to say, I swear by the position positions of the stars here god is talking or swear taking the oaths of the different constellations and of course again that is another first is it, it, god has been talking about the earth you know these the soil the earth now is taking us to the stars if only you knew this is indeed a mighty oath mm. you know this isn't something trivial indeed this is the glorious quran stored in a hidden book uh, the, the hidden book here meaning you know what is what, what we call the divine tablet or the divine cpu where god's you know all the information you know of course uh, uh, you know the uh, our internet our emails uh, and all the work that we do has a you know all these companies digital companies will have these amazing um, you know places where they keep you know, their central uh, processing units are and where all this information is kept Allah has the divine tablet and he you know he, our attention is drawn to that only the pure can touch it subhanallah you know this idea of pure here means you know those um who are in touch with their lord really uh, who are not contaminated you know who are not idolatrous uh, who don't love and, and who don't regard the material things as be all and end all, okay? A revelation from Lord of the worlds. So how can you disrespect the scripture like this? Despite its countless blessings, all you could do is deny it. Mm. You know, that is what God is saying. You know, we've given you so many blessings and all you can do is deny them. Why is it that the dying person takes, when, uh, when the dying person is taking his last breath, you cannot return it. 
Wow, that is a again, you know, question which you know, of course, ours is an age of medical advancement and amazing medical treatments. You know, we 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 can save lives, um, but sadly, when the last breath and somebody's in it is in their death throes, then uh, no matter how great a surgeon or a doctor they are, they cannot return it. You know, you watch helplessly. The Quran asks. We are closer to the dying person than you, though you cannot see. Subhanallah. Why do you think you don't need us? Wow, very powerful questions, really. Yeah, really. And wow, why don't you, you, you? Why do you think that you don't need us? If you are truthful, why can't you bring back the ebbing life? Mm. Wow, <laughs> amazing, isn't it? I mean, it's really you know the Quran is full of these these wisdom. And it's telling us, okay, look, the science is there to actually, uh, and the nature is there further to enhance and strengthen our faith, really. And this is why, you know, we regard science as a powerful tool to understand the mechanics of God's beautiful creation uh, and not the end in itself, actually. Islamic teachings expect us to care and look after this beautiful creation. That is a way of thanking him and worshiping him okay and I'll, I'll, I'll read something from surah al-baqarah if you've got if you want to ask something uh, paul or say something you're welcome yeah. Yeah, carry on this is very interesting okay so here you know in surah al-baqarah allah says ya yuhanna su'budu khalaqakum you know worship your lord who created you and those before you so that you may become pious and mindful you know you know, some of us perhaps don't want to become pious and mindful. And, and I'm sad to, you know, I, I know, you know, when you listen to Radio 4, you know, you do come across a lot of people who, you know, who are frivolous, who who regard life as trivial, who, who regard life as purposeless, meaningless. You know, there is no purpose in it. Of course, this isn't addressing those people. This is addressing people who are reasonable. You know, when they see this intricate and beautifully designed, complex universe. And, you know, one thing about modern uh, science is that it's revealing every day. It's revealing something which is showing, you know, there must be an amazing designer, a super designer, a super architect, a super fashioner, you know, who's adding these beautiful colors to it. Okay. Uh, and super engineer, you know, who's really engineering these. And, and uh, you know, this is why most of the best scientific laboratories now all, all over the world, including Oxford and Imperial and Cambridge, are now actually switching physicists, uh, Paul, are doing work on what? On living things, on leaves, on plants, on fruit, on animals, because they say, well, you know, this is where the real wonder is. This is where, you know, we can actually, we can emulate, we can take, we can take these, if we can understand how they work, we're aware, we will use the, you know, this is the best model that God has created and we, we're going to use it. So that is what... I love the fact how, how when science uh, uncovers, reveals, discovers, uh, in the, what to us is the unseen, the extremely small or the very, very, very big. It doesn't reveal a chaotic, ugly, purposeless uh, phenomena. It reveals exquisite fine-tuning. It, it, it discloses to us engineering. It discloses to us design. 
uh, whether it be the humble, the apparently humble cell, or, or, or the cosmos, the, the exquisitely fine-tuned laws of physics. At every level, science discloses the wonder of design. And it's always struck me is that science is naturally an ally of belief, the belief in creator, because of what it discloses and reveals to us. But people Absolutely. think that because we can understand the mechanism, um, say like evolution, for example, evolution of animals, therefore that somehow uh, excludes God. It doesn't. God uses even the evolutionary process to bring about the various animals and and, and that we see around us. Um, but th th this is a mechanism. I mean, this is a view that many hold. This is the mechanism that God uses, theistic evolution. I'm not, by the way, saying that human beings are created uh, by that evolutionary process i think that's a different story but in terms yeah. of the animal kingdom in general uh evolution is neither here nor there it's god god does it god designs yeah. creates evolves the process and he deserves the glory and the credit not our yeah. scientists who merely observe and uncover yeah. this amazing process absolutely and you know the this this uh, this verse uh, 21 to 23 in Surah Al-Baqarah, you know, goes on to say that الَّذِي جَعَلَ لَكُمُ الْأَرْضَ فِرَاشًا وَالسَّمَاءَ بِنَاءً وَأَنزَلَ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ مَاءً You know, he is the one who spread out this earth for you, made the sky roof and sent down rain by which he produces fruits for your sustenance. Mm -hmm. So do not deliberately make rivals and equals with God. Don't commit idolatry. Don't become materialistic and believing that the material world is 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 the be all and end all. No, that is not the case. Of course, it has impact because God has put impact into it. It is, you know, those molecules of 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 uh, paracetamol and and of uh, aspirin will relieve your pain because God has made it such that it will inhibit those enzymes that cause the pain. So you know, it's really. And, and uh, so, you know, you, you notice how directly God is drawing our attention to the beauty of the creation and its benefits. And therefore, humans should be thankful, acknowledging, appreciating and valuing the creator. Really, that's what that is what Islam is asking. Okay, look, you're, you're enjoying this. You know, it's just very much like, a, you know, as, as a British citizen, um, you know, I, as, as a deputy Lord Lieutenant, I, I give out. British citizenships to you know oh. people who want British citizenships, and I give out those certificates in the town hall <laughs> every now and then. And and uh, you know people when they get this British citizenship, of course they they you know they worked so hard for it. They've paid thousands of pounds for it. They've you know lived ten fifteen years you know in order to get this, right. and so they are then privileged to get that passport. Uh, you know the blue passport or the maroon one whichever you get you know of the british passports and this now guarantees you safe passage whether you're in in ghana or whether you're in in, in gambia or whether you're in pakistan or whether you're in in qatar you know it gives you a safe passage and and you're you're acknowledging okay i am a citizen of this i appreciate i'm contributing and I'm getting something in return for it. That valuing, you know, and acknowledging your citizenship, being part of this uh, country, this nation, it's really important. You know, that is valuing. And God is saying, well, I've given you all this. You don't pay a toss. <laughs> you don't really, I'm not interested in saying even thank you, you know. And, and, and that is what, I, of course, is what, what is known as kufra, mm. unthankfulness, yes, denial. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's another meaning of it. It's not just uh, unbelief, it's ingratitude. Uh, That's not right. Not acknowledging, not yeah. appreciating, you know, that I've got this, okay? Uh, you know, just to, as we come to end, uh, end, end Paul, you know, Allah has given us two books. Mm. And this is a concept which is often mentioned by the Mufassirin, the commentators of the Quran, that, you know, we have nature, which is actually an open book. I'm just staring out into my beautiful garden, you know, uh, mm. and it's still beautiful. You know, it's, it's, it's we're near, near winter, but, you know, the, in, 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 the autumnal colors are still there on some of the plants. As there are ever, lots of evergreens as well. And of course, a, a green lawn as well. It gives it, you know, that beauty. Uh, you know, so this is open. This is inviting me uh, to acknowledge and value God's creativity, mm. God's design, really, and His amazing power. Because you know, we we humans also manufacture things, but see the difference between what, how we manufacture and how God manufactures. For example, for human beings to manufacture ammonia molecule, which is the fertilizer. You know, you need acres and acres of factory producing thousands and thousands of tons of of poisonous gases uh, and of, of uh, and, and 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 side products. Whereas these leaves are producing some amazing hormones, some amazing chemicals, which are so complex. Yet this little leaf, you know, minute little leaf, and the cell in it is able to do it. How? So you don't appreciate this amazing God. This is why the Quran is asking, say, you know, glorify your amazing Lord. And so, so we have these two books, nature, and we have this amazing book, the scripture, you know, the majestic Quran of God. You know, this is Allah's glorious Quranul Majid, you know, we have this and, and so we really do need to appreciate these two books, you know, and saying that, you know, we can live by one book, uh, the nature by itself, I think we will be misguided, we will lose, particularly, you know, if we have been wrongly nurtured by ideas of aggressive atheism and, 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 and godlessness and mm. of vanity, we won't be able to appreciate them, Jen. Mm. No, indeed, indeed. Now, I was just going to, in, in, very briefly, you touched in that verse you quoted, we spread out uh, the earth for you, uh, made the sky roof and sent down rain. Um, in another place, uh, in uh, Surah 21, uh, verse um, 30 onwards, it says, and we made the sky a roof that gives protection. And, and, and again, this is something that's been remarkably confirmed by science. It, it, is, it is like a roof. It provides protection from harmful uh, uh, rays from outer space and advise all sorts of other uh, ways that protect us from um, harm, harm. Yes, the ultraviolet rays uh, and then of course uh, uh, you know ions that would cause severe kind of uh, cancers if it was if it were, if if we didn't have the for example mm -hmm. the ozone layer uh, and we didn't have you know the stratosphere you know the cosmic rays coming in would uh, no, life would not be possible actually without yeah, this amazing. Uh, it's typically, so precise and brief, and doesn't go into uh, all, all the all the detail. But we made the sky a roof that gives protection. I mean, how would we know that? Uh, you know, in a, a pre-modern context, just wouldn't we, we wouldn't know. But the Quran obviously uh, has an yeah. accurate knowledge. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, we, we, inshallah, we, we can do much more detailed sort of analysis of of some of those, um, um, you know, verses and some of those. 
places where the Quran mentions those. But, you know, as, as a sort of a conclusion, um, Paul, I would say that the Quran is science friendly mm. because it provides principles that lend support to the scientific enterprise that teaching that there is a natural order to be discovered. So that is what it's saying. There is a natural order. And of course, that is what scientists are discovering day by day. This, there is a natural order there. And, and humans have a rationality that enables them to discover truths about the creation. So Muslims are expected to engage with science. It aids them to see the beauty of their Lord's creation and thereby actually making us more God conscious, you know, muttaqi, more attentive to our duties to him. Uh, what, what, what I mean very simply is to glorify him, say subhanallah saying Alhamdulillah, thank you Lord, uh, we thank you for this amazing and beautiful world. That is what it means really. The, so the interesting question, can science enhance our appreciation of Quranic teachings mm. or Islamic teachings? And can be answered positively if we accept our previous arguments. Allah mm. created human beings for a specific person and a purpose endowed them with remarkable capabilities though they are like other human uh, other living creatures sharing the same dna the same uh, you know uh, elements of the earth but they are very different they were endowed with something very unique known as allah says i blew my spirit into them so we have something very special and that is what makes us actually the Khalifatullah, which gives us this amazing kind of conscience, which gives us amazing kind of sense of being conscious as well and conscientious as well and being moral as well. You know, that is that all comes because we have something which animals don't have. And that is one of the divine spirit within us, which really makes us special. And the Quran, you know, it, it is there to remind us of that reality, that hidden reality all the time. And I think that's where, you know, the need for Quran and science together is, is, is really uh, what we should be talking about. Mm. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, thank you very much indeed, uh, Dr. Uh, Hussein. Um, this, of course, is your translation, Majestic Quran, Guidance and Good News for the mindful, if you don't have a copy, do uh, do get hold of it. It's very uh, very readable, actually. Um, it, it's a delightful uh, translation um, with lots of um, notes, helpful notes uh, as well. So, thank you very much, uh, Doctor Hussein, for your expertise, your time, your eloquence, and your enthusiasm as well. For, not just for God's word, the Quran, but, but for science, for the the universe around us. So the, the the two books, as you call them, two books that we need to understand to make sense of our life in this world. Well, Paul, thank you. And I think we must appreciate the thousands of Muslim scholars, scientists, uh, people serving the Quran and reminding us all the time we should be appreciative of those amazing people, uh, you know, whose work we use. And, and uh, so thank you, Paul. Mm, okay, fantastic. Until next time. Asalaamu Alaikum. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.